Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 393, Falling Out of Focus. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. My name is Daryl Darnell. There are now no Girl Scout cookies left in my house, and I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I share a recent story that taught me the importance of focus. Well, hi there. Happy Monday to you, and welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I hope you had a great weekend. And I know most of you are uh, experiencing spring break this week, so I hope that you're having a great week that is spring break. I know it's spring break here in our household, so my daughter is traveling with a friend, which is kind of cool and kind of scary. My son is kind of looking forward to having the house to himself this week, so it should be a fun week. Well, let's get it kicked off today with a fun fact. Now, Today is March 14th, 2016, and that means that the NCAA basketball tournament bracket has been announced, and March Madness is officially here. Although, I kind of think that March Madness begins with all of the conference tournaments that we had last week, and there were some amazing games, including the semifinal that OU lost to West Virginia, but we'll not talk about that. Instead, we're going to talk about some fun March Madness Facts, courtesy of FoxSports.com. Here we go. The odds of filling out a perfect bracket are 1 in 9.223 quintillion. Yeah, I don't even know how many zeros that is. That's a bunch. It's more than a million, more than a billion, more than a trillion. That's a bunch. All right. A number 16 seed has never beaten a number one seed. Three individuals have won an NCAA championship as a player and as a coach. Joe B. Hall did it as a player and coach of Kentucky. Bob Knight did it as a player with Ohio State and a coach of Indiana. And Dean Smith as a player at Kansas and a coach at, of course, North Carolina. Now, this is cool. The Connecticut Huskies are the only school to win his and her national championships in the same year. And they've done it twice. They did it in 2004 and again in 2014. And the lowest seed to ever win the NCAA tournament is the number eight seed. And it was Villanova in 1985. Gonna go back in time. Boop, boop. All right. <laughs> I don't know. It just comes. Sometimes you just have to go with it. All right. Well, here's what I learned yesterday. If you're a longtime listener to stuff I learned yesterday, then you'll likely remember that I play the guitar and I sing each week at my church. As the worship leader, my role is to select the songs that we'll play each week, rehearse with the band, make sure the audio video equipment is loaded with the proper information each week, welcome the congregation, and keep things flowing smoothly. Now, of course, there are other tasks like prayer and scripture reading and making announcements and taking lighthearted jabs at the pastor. 
You may also recall that I get nervous every week. Some weeks I get more nervous than others. It's a mental issue, but it's still a battle that I face each week. Sometimes the smallest thing will set off my nerves. It could be that we're doing a new song for the first time and I'm nervous about possibly messing it up or hoping that the rest of the congregation likes it as much as I do. It could be that a new person is in the congregation and I don't want to mess up and cause them to never return. It could just be that I'm focusing too much on what I have to do that could go wrong. But once the service starts, I'm usually okay. My nerves are gone in no time, unless we're doing a new song. In those cases, my nerves remain throughout that whole song, but they go away once I get out a big sigh of relief when it's over. It's pretty incredible what goes on inside our minds, isn't it? I mean, when I'm going through a song, I'm standing up there and I'm singing the words and I'm playing the chords and I'm thinking ahead to what chords and what words will come next, but I'm also thinking about the roadmap of the song and where we are on that map, watching to make sure my kids aren't acting up, checking the onstage monitor to make sure the AV team is at the same place that I am, looking out the front door to see if people walking by are coming inside, looking around the audience to see if people are engaged with the song, listening to the drummer and the bass player to make sure that we're all in playing in sync and that I haven't gotten out of rhythm, and monitoring, this is weird, monitoring how much I'm tapping or stomping my feet, because I know that if I do it too much, then I tend to lose my rhythm. And I'm doing all of those things constantly during the time that I'm on stage. I don't notice most of it all the time, but we're all like that, aren't we? I mean, our brains are absorbing so much information that's happening all around us at all times. Like when we drive or walk down the street, our brain has to process a ton of information in fractions of a second, and we never even think much about it. Well, every week I make some sort of mistake. Typically, I play a wrong chord. In fact, this morning, I played a wrong chord twice. But those don't really bother me. And don't get me wrong, I'd rather not play a wrong chord, but I just play through it and I keep going. It's going to happen and I've come to accept that. That's not to say that I don't try to improve. I just know how my brain works and that on any given song that I've played hundreds of times, I'll randomly play a wrong chord and I don't know why. It just happens and like I said, I've come to accept that. If I play a wrong chord or sing a wrong word, chances are that at least half the congregation didn't even notice. Most of the time, my wife doesn't even notice. And that fact has really helped me stop beating myself up and just accept those mistakes. But sometimes I make a mistake and I can't let it go. That is a mistake. A few weeks ago, we were in our second song, and I made a pretty noticeable mistake. I don't recall if it was a bad chord or the wrong words. I think it was the wrong words. Whatever it was, it was not a small, quote, most of the people missed it kind of mistake. It was obvious, but still relatively minor. It didn't throw anybody off. It was just a mistake that was very clear. Of course, no matter what, we have to keep going and play through it, right? I kept playing, but my mind was racing. 
my mind went back to rehearsal and I relived that rehearsal time to check and see if I had played it correctly then. Yes, I had. I then thought about why I had made the mistake. What was I thinking? Where did I get confused? And from there, my mind just went downhill. I began beating myself up and thinking about how stupid I must have looked and how incompetent I must seem. I wondered if I was being too hard on myself, and I thought, maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought. Then it happened. My mind was in a million different places, but none of those places were where it should have been. It should have been on the song at hand. During all my thoughts, we had moved seamlessly onto the third song, but my mind was still adrift. It was not at all focused on the roadmap. Like a camper without a compass who had been wandering in the forest with his head down, I suddenly snapped into reality, looked up, and had no idea where we were. The song was quickly coming up to a spot that could go to another verse, or to the chorus, or to the bridge, and I had no idea which option to take. Should I take door number one, or door number two, or door number three? I chose the bridge. Wrong. The correct option was the second verse. The bridge wasn't supposed to come until after the second verse, and then we were supposed to sing the chorus again. And then the bridge. Essentially, I took a left while the drummer, the bass player, the audio video team, and the congregation took a right. And since everyone's following me, it's up to them to figure out where I'm at. And over the next several seconds, everyone scrambled to try to figure out where I was in the song and get on the same page as me. So much for wondering if everyone noticed that earlier mistake. This one was obvious, even to the guys sleeping in the back of the room. Here's what I learned. We're all going to make mistakes. In fact, because we all make mistakes, we all pretty much expect others to make them too. We don't expect perfection out of people. Well, at least we shouldn't. Let me put it this way. The best single-season batting average in Major League Baseball history is .4397 by Hugh Duffy in 1984. .4397. That means that he failed 56% of the time, and he's the best ever. Now, of course, except for weathermen, baseball is the only profession where you can fail 56% of the time and still have a job. But the point is that none of us are perfect. We hold ourselves to a higher standard in our minds than we ought to. Should we strive to be our best? Yes, always. However, we should also give ourselves room for failure. After all, failure is often where the biggest growth occurs. But the biggest lesson I learned that day was that my second mistake, the big, obvious, disruptive mistake, occurred because I lost focus. Instead of focusing on my main task, I was focused on a relatively small mistake in the past. My lack of focus caused me to fail again and fail bigger. Quarterbacks experience this all the time. When they throw an interception, they have to develop the discipline to let it go. They have to put it out of their mind. Why? Because if they don't, if they continue to dwell on the mistake, well, bigger mistakes will come. 
There is an appropriate time to look at our mistakes and think about what we can do differently next time. But the time for contemplating our mistakes is after the game, after the heat of the moment, after we're removed from the situation. So as we go through this week, understand that mistakes will happen. But don't beat yourself up over them. Don't let them allow you to lose focus. Don't let them lead to other mistakes. But do take the time when it's appropriate to learn from them. I'm Daryl Darnell, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I would love for you to be a part of this week's Friday Forum. The mailbag is still empty, and so that's your chance to share what you've learned. It can be something as short as 30 seconds, or it can be several minutes long. It doesn't matter, just as long as it's something that will benefit others. You can participate in the Friday Forum by going to our feedback page at goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback, or simply call the Golden Spiral Media voice feedback line at 304 837 Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash subscribe. Join the Stuff I Learned Yesterday Facebook group at Facebook.com slash groups slash Stuff I Learned Yesterday. And leave us a review in iTunes by going to goldenspiralmedia.com slash iTunes.